Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 12.35 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer down in Los Angeles. Some guests in Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 till 10 p.m. Roos Chris, it is the greatest steak you've ever had. Tell Chris and Brendan that Oilers Now sent you. Just before we go to uh, Elliot Friedman for Mid-City Construction Management, I want to read uh, a text on Mike Smith. And it comes to us from Mark and St. Albert. He says, Bob, I've been one of the most critical listeners about Mike Smith. He totally proved me wrong. I also respect the fact that he owned his mistake in game one that cost the Oilers the game. I actually think he could carry us to the conference final. He is a warrior, a leader, and a phenomenal athlete. And I ran the, you know, the stats. So we all know John Quick is good. John Quick, 712 NHL appearances. He's got a 913 save percentage. Mike Smith, 670 NHL appearances uh, in the regular season. He's at 912. John Quick in the playoffs has a 2.28 goals against average in his career and a 921 save percentage. Mike Smith in the playoffs is at 2.32 and 931. And that's why we read the numbers without giving you who the goalies were. Because I think the, the general perception is that, you know, John Quick is a significant step up. And in fairness to Mike Smith, and I know people say, well, Stoffer, he lost 10 games in a row. The reality is he hasn't played on as good a teams as L.A. were when they were in their prime. And I, I don't think this is decisively one-sided as many fans do. Doesn't mean I'm right. Uh, the numbers would suggest you can make a compelling argument for Mike Smith. But you know what they say about stats? Stats are for losers. Uh, Isn't that what they say? Anyhow, let's go to Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Brought to you by Mid-City Construction Management. Providing you with the highest quality and most cost-effective solutions in the safest way possible. Visit mid-city.ca. Elliot, how are you doing? I see you're in full Baghdad Bob mode already today. Oh, way to go. Yeah, that's that's... That's really well done. Now I'm going to have, what's, what's the guy's <laughs> website? Uh, is it ver- visually uh, visually better or whatever? Oh, he's a fun Oh, yeah, yeah, that stuff's good. Yeah, very good. Oh, it's really, you know, he's really well done. Uh, pretty sure he's a card-carrying member of the NDP. I'm just kidding. Uh, he just crushes Jason Kenny. I mean, it's fun. You know what? If you can laugh at yourself, and you know, when you're in the public eye, you got to be able to laugh at yourself. You better. It's pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, It's pretty funny stuff. All right. Well, I see, uh, so, I see so, you've got the lights turned off in L.A. this morning, and you wouldn't put the Mets out early. See, I hate that stuff. Not a fan. I just, I just, I just laugh at it. I don't pay any attention to it. I just, I, I laugh at it. It's like, like, I, I, like, it's funny for us, and just to, yes, to to point out and, and laugh at, but. I'm sure the Oilers are just rolling their eyes and going, big deal. I thought this stuff was taken care of, to be honest with you. I thought there was sort of a gentleman's agreement between the two coaches. So, whatever. 
you know, um, all, all I can say is when you come into Rogers, like, I found it interesting because when the NHLPA did their poll a couple of years ago, they rated the best dressing room in the league. And Evans mm-hmm. at Rogers Place was number one. And I'm thinking, well, do you, do you want to, do you want it to, to be the most hospitable location in the entire national? You know what I'm saying, Elliot? But yes, I, yes. I, think of the, I think of the Montreal Canadiens and how they did things and Sam Pollock and, you know, Glenn Sater coming from that organization and everything the Canadians did was the best. Even uh, who's the guy at Hockey Canada that for years was their PR guy with the Canadians? Don, Donald Beauchamp. Um, Donald Beauchamp. Uh, was that okay? Is that no? I'm. I'm or the other. Anyways, their PR staff would include the visiting broadcasters in the broadcasters' availability. First class. Hey Bob, if you want to sit in on, you know, close Julian, feel free to. Like just that's how they. Are. And to me, that's the way. Because you're, you know what I mean. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here 150 yards away from. Uh, Crypto.com arena, so I'm not part of it. It's funny stuff. Just on, just, just specific to the goaltending. So I'm gonna, I'll throw it your way, Elliot. What would you read more into? Games that were played uh, by Mike Smith four seasons ago as a member of the Calgary Flames, or games that were played in the last two months in which Smith went 11-0-1 in his last 12 regular season starts with a 9.47 save percentage. Like just objectively, when you. What would you focus more on? Well, Bob, okay, since you're dragging me into this, of course you'd look at recent performance. I mean, four years ago is irrelevant. Um, you know, I, like, look, like, Mike Smith is a really competitive guy. He demands a lot out of himself. Um, you know, I, I think when he was, every time the last few years he struggled, he's kind of pulled himself out of it. And I think we, it's sort of like predicting the housing bubble to pop. You know, you, you keep predicting it, you keep predicting it, you keep predicting it, and eventually you're going to be right. And a lot of us have been sitting here and saying, well, you know, Mike Smith is 41 years old, eventually he's going to fall off the cliff, and eventually we're going to be right. But when you take as good care of yourself as he does, and you're as competitive as he does, and you're wired to do as well as he is, you know, he keeps putting us off. And I think that's the one thing we need, we need to be reminded about for here and there, is that... You know, Mike Smith is going to do whatever he can to hold off father time as long as possible. And he's going to make more of an effort at that than a lot of his peers will. So, like, I look at him and I see a guy who every time we write him off, he's like, F you, I'm coming back. And he's done it over and over and over again. And at this point in time, we should understand what we're dealing with. We're going to think he's done, and he's going to tell us to screw off. And he's done it again this year. Yeah, I mean, and I'm going to be completely honest. There were points in early March, I was like, they just need to roll Skinner and Koskinen. And then the guy went 11-0-1 in his final 12 starts with another. Yeah, I, I felt the same way, Bob. You, I mean, you weren't the only one. I, I thought that. I wondered about it, but you know, I think what it showed was sometimes you have to take a step back to move forward, and it's pretty clear that Woodcroft got there and he said, you know, you're going to take a bit of a break, and we're going to figure out what we've got here, and that's exactly what happened. Well, and it's interesting because L.A., of all of the matchups Edmonton could potentially have in the opening round, L.A. has the least passive forecheck. And because of Smith's puck handling ability, it mitigates what he does well 
because, you know, against a team, like against Minnesota and against Calgary, Koskinen started those two games, and the Oilers weren't good enough, and those teams hit. They get in on you. But there was some, you know what, the, I didn't sense the D played a, like when Smith's out there, it's a third defenseman with the puck, which made the gaffe against L.A. in game one for me even more frustrated. I'm like, they can't beat you. They're only sending one guy in. Don't beat yourself, you know what I mean? Don't beat yourself. And, and, and it is an interesting matchup in that regard. Do you think L.A., do you think Todd McClellan changes what they do? They play that 1-3-1, Elliot, as you know, and they basically prey upon you to make mistakes in the neutral ice yeah. and transition off that. The Oilers did a pretty good job handling that in game number two. They didn't beat themselves. Well, they, the they did, but they're going to go back to it. Like, like that's, that's L.A., man. Like, why would you change what got you there? Yeah. Yeah, they're they're gonna go back to it. Like they had they had a bad night on when on Wednesday. You guys killed them, but like, are are you gonna look at what's worked for you for eighty four games in general, or are you gonna change it after one game? You're gonna go back to what worked. You're gonna figure out what went wrong, and you're gonna address it, and you're gonna work on it. But they're gonna go back to the way they play, Bob. It makes. It makes no sense to go in any other direction. It really, it doesn't. It would be, it would be silly. All right. Well, and again, as you know, the Oilers have a completely different level of depth. They didn't have Kane. They didn't have Hyman. They didn't have Fogel on the yeah. left side last year. Devin Shore was in their top nine in triple overtime against Winnipeg last year. He's a healthy scratch. Chris Russell was in their top four, and they only played four against Winnipeg in that triple overtime game. He's a healthy scratch. Those are indications. That, but all that being said, it's still like anything can happen, you know. And, but I'm saying on paper with the youth and experience in L.A.'s back end, Todd's done a great job getting the middle of the playoffs this year. But yeah, I'm really Oilers, surprised. That he, it's just, I mean, he, he should be in the coach of the year conversation for be. sure. He should yeah. absolutely. And then now the one area that the Oilers have a clear advantage of in the regular season and in the playoffs, special teams. And the Kings haven't been able to grab, uh, you know, critical. Uh, they haven't been able to gain a footing on the power play yet. And that's played a factor as well. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I know it's. I want to hit on you with a bunch of different series because you're covering them all and your great work with uh, NHL Hockey and Rogers, Elliot Friedman for Mid City Construction Management. So Maple Leafs in Tampa Bay. There's been a, it's it's gone a little old school once one team's gotten up in those games, hasn't it? Yeah, I, I don't mind that. I, you know, the one thing is is that, you know, Toronto they're scratching both Clifford and Simmons tonight, which I I didn't know that they would do. Uh, that fourth line that that uh, Tampa has with Belmar and uh, and and Perry and Maroon, not only are they strong and annoying, but uh, I was saying to Merrick earlier today that someone sent me some uh, some data on them that clearly shows that they're a driver of play against a lot of the other fourth lines they've played this year. So it's not just that they can push people around; it's that they're very good. And, you know, I, I think that that series is being called really tight. Uh, you know, Clifford obviously got suspended. Simmons took some tough penalties in game two. So I'm a little bit surprised, but Keith is taking both of them out of the lineup tonight. I like Spezza going in. I think Toronto was going to need him at some point. He's also on their second unit power play. Uh, and, um, you know, this has been a big power play series. I think the biggest thing for Toronto is Tavares needs to get going. They're putting Nylander back with them tonight, um, but, which I think is a sign of what they 
they see that too. Uh, look, the, the big guns were very good for Toronto in game number one. Marner was their best player. Matthew scored a couple of times. He was good um, in game two. I, I didn't think Tampa was good in the first period in game two, Bob, but Vasilevsky held them in until Hedman and Kucherov got going. Um, but again, Tampa's best players were the difference in game number two. Tavares has to be one of the best players on Toronto's roster. He hasn't been yet. They need him to get going. All right. Uh, Calgary, Dallas. Low of, I mean, we've got the antithesis between Edmonton and yeah. Los Angeles. Those two teams have combined for 70 shots on goal per game through the first two games. The Flames are giving up a league low in shots on goal against. They're giving up nothing. They're, that top line, that was, and this was always the question out there, unbelievable year from Goodrow, Lindholm, and Kachuk. And they don't have a, and killed everybody five on five goals, shot at 13%. And Jake Ottinger has been good. Are you surprised that series is tied 1-1? No, I, I'm not surprised at all, Bob, because I think Dallas knows that's the way they've got to play to win. You know, first of all, Calgary's not afraid to play that way either. But I think Dallas looks at it like if, if we allow this to open up, we're going to get pummeled. They don't score enough to begin with. You know, people are saying Calgary's got only one goal and it was a power play goal. Well, you know, Dallas has got one goal and the other's an empty netter. I mean, we we basically had two goals in two games scored with goalies in the nets, and that, you know Dallas just doesn't score enough to win any other way. Um, this is going to be old school. It's going to be a grind of a series, and and Dallas is happy playing that, and that's just the way it's going to be. Now, I, I think Calgary, like I think Calgary's had some opportunities that they haven't cashed in on. And to me, that bodes well for them. But I just think that Dallas knows it's their only it's their only way that they're going to win the series. We're joined right now by Elliot Friedman for Mid City Construction Management. What other non-Canadian series has you most interested so far, Elliot? Well, I, I thought the Connor Ingram story was great last night, even though unfortunately they lost. Uh, Ingram, if you're not familiar with this story, he's from uh, Imperial, Saskatchewan. His parents drove down to the game last night from there. Um, you know, obviously, and the loss of Soros was huge for them. Ingram is a pretty incredible story. Uh, last January, January 2021, he went to the Predators. He, he missed the bus in Dallas. He showed up late for practice. Uh, he went to their goalie coach, uh, Ben Vanderklok, and said, I need help. Um, the Predators took care of him. Uh, I know he credits Brian Poyle a lot, David Son, Mark Borowiecki as being very helpful. He had a, he had an OCD problem and that he didn't really understand. Uh, he was put into the, the NHL, NHL PA program. He said he got great help there. He said they, when they heard his story, they understood exactly what he was dealing with. He met people who had the same kinds of issues that he did too. Um, you know, I've written about it. Adam Vigan wrote a good story about it today uh, or the other day that he, he retweeted in The Athletic. Um, he was, and he said he got the help he needed. Uh, he had a really good year this year in the AHL for Milwaukee. He got called up because of Saros' injury. You know, when he, when he got beat on the first goal, Bob, I, you know, I was like, oh, God, this is going to be 10 to nothing again. But yeah. then he made 47 saves in a row before McCarr beat them in overtime. So, I mean, I was really happy for Ingram and his parents because uh, uh, they, they've been through an awful lot. But, you know, to me, Bob, the, the other series that's really incredible is, is Minnesota-St. Louis. That is just an unreal series. 
And uh, the thing that worries me for the Blues is that they've got three injuries on their blue line with Letty, Scandella, and now Bortuzzo the other night. And, you know, that's a place you, you can't afford that at this time of year, especially not against a team like the Wild. But I, I think the series has just been incredible to watch. Rangers Pittsburgh's been good too. I mean, yeah. there's been a lot. You know, I know a lot of people are out there saying there's too many blowouts, and, and I get that. I, I want closer games too. But you know, six out of the eight series are one-one, right? So at least we're looking at the possibility of some long series, and I think that's what we want anyway. All right, now to some housekeeping with Elliot for teams that are no longer uh, or didn't make the playoffs. Vegas, Kelly McCrimmon got the vote of confidence yesterday from Bill Foley. What's that going to mean for Pete DeBoer? I think it's too early to say. Um, I I think we're still. I think we're still. Like it, I'm trying to figure out the timeline of. Um, how this is going to go here. Uh, DeBoer held his media conference and said, we're going to have some conversations later in the week. I was told it still may wait. Uh, I don't have, I'll be honest, Bob, I don't have a great handle yet on when that decision is coming down. Um, the one thing I have been told is that the Golden Knights are trying not to let their emotions of missing the playoffs affect their decisions. And I think that's obvious in the McCrimmon case that they have done that. And, you know, I think the one thing they know is that if, you, if you're going to change the coach, like DeBoer is going to be on a lot of lists if he's available. There's going to be a lot of interest in him. So I could see at the very least what the Golden Knights are going to do is say, look, if we are making a change here, what direction are we going in? I also think you have to figure out, you know, if Leonard's your goalie and he's got three more years under contract, can this whole Leonard DeBoer thing be worked out? Uh, I think that's a big part of their process too. Vancouver. Bruce Boudreau and Vancouver, J.T. Miller. What do you think? Well, I think this. I think that I think the big sticking point in the Miller negotiations are going to be term. Uh, you know, I think that's going to be one. I also think, you know, uh, Ben Hankinson, who represents Brock Besser, um, was on with I was on Rick Dollawall's show earlier this week, and he and he made it sound like they're really trying to get something done with Besser. So, um, uh, and I also do think that he doesn't get as much attention, but I think Vancouver looks at Bull Horvat's deal as also being very important. He's got one year left. Yeah, and I, I do think they want to wrap up Horvat, and he and he might be the most important one there. Um, Miller, I think the issue is going to be with term. Can they find an agreement on term? The Boudreaux thing, I mean, it's it's really interesting. I think that I, I wondered if this week was was it a negotiation tactic at all. We've got a couple. We've got a month here to figure this out, or twenty days to figure this out, or so. Um, I you know I, I think there is going to be interest in Boudreaux if he's available. Um, I, like to me, this looks like a, a bit of a poker game, yes. and I'm curious to see where it's where it's going to go. There's a lot of, you know, like you know, Boudreau is not afraid. Rutherford is not afraid. It's it's going to be interesting here. Uh, I see it as a little bit of a poker game. We'll see where it goes. 
And uh, Boudreaux, as you know, represented by Gil Scott, the father of Edmonton Oilers' assistant GM. Bill Scott, Elliot, great stuff. Yeah. Love it. We'll talk next week, okay? All right, Bob. Enjoy your weekend in California. Don't get burned, okay? No, make sure you wear like at least a fifty uh, lotion out there, okay? I don't want you to be. I don't want you to have a sunburn. Nobody needs to see a flabalanche at the pool, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Take care, my man. That's Elliot right, Freeman. Buddy, have a great weekend, okay? You bet. Twelve fifty-four in Edmonton. Back in uh, two minutes' time with NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing. 12.57 in Edmonton. Let's go to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Drew Shamahorn and his staff will take care of you. Here's Cody Jansen. Crazy start to the playoffs so far. Six of the eight you know, rounds are tied at 1-1 going into game three. Uh, also in the league, though, it's now official for the next three or four years. The Arizona Coyotes are going to play in Tempe in a college rink. Capacity, 4,700. Uh, clean it up from last night's game. Boston's Derek Ford it has been fined $5,000 for high-sticking Carolina's Tivu Taravainen. Game 3 is going on tonight. Leafs and Bolts in Tampa. Holland Spezza appear to be in the lineup tonight for Toronto, so Clifford and Simmons are out, as Elliot said. Boston hosts Carolina at the Garden. No Trent Frederick for the Bruins. St. Louis welcomes Minnesota, which has been a fun series there. And, of course, Oilers-Kings at 8. All right. Uh... Last night, Rogers play Simmons and Oil Kings. Uh, shout out for Sebastian Kosa, second of the playoffs. They were all over Red Deer. 4 nothing final score out, shot them 35-18. Bakersfield's uh, waiting to see who they'll play in the next round of the playoffs. They'll start on Tuesday. Uh, we will go to the owners now. Injury report for James H. Brown, injury lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. It's this simple. James H. Brown. They're the best. They get you the best results. That's, that's what it's about. No Drew Doughty, wrist surgery. Sean Walker, torn ACL and MCL. That's a combined 45 minutes on the right side. They haven't had Walker all season. Victor Arvidsson out with an undisclosed injury. The Oilers are healthy. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, your favorite, well, not all of yours, Mark Spector, Sportsnet spec for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.